0: ER doctors and nurses, have any of your patients surprised you with their amount or lack of pain tolerance? I had a patient with an open tib fib, the bones in the lower leg sticking out and below that looks like jelly, trying to walk apparently unaware of how bad his leg was. Of course he was incredibly drunk at the time. This happened to a guy in my judo class. Spiral fracture on both bones. I didn't see it, but they described it like this. Both of the people were white belts and inexperienced. One attempted Asatogari, but instead of stepping past to offset balance and then sweeping his opponent's leg out, he stepped alongside to offset balance and stomped on the leg that all the other guy's weight was on. There was a snap and he went down. He waited 10 seconds or so and said, I think my leg is broken. Then he briefly tried moving and instead said, yep, it's broken. Then he just sat there talking to us calmly while occasionally looking at his ankle. The EMTs were surprised at how calm he was too. Working in a hospital has taught me the downside of abusing painkillers slash drugs. Patients constantly come in here with long-term substance abuse issues, and now that they are actually hurt, MVC, broken bones, etc., you can give them enough drugs to put down a horse, and they still feel everything. This is one of my biggest fears. I had major back surgery when I was 14, so I pretty much live with constant pain. I will do everything I can to avoid taking a Vicodin so that when I get older and I really start to hurt, I haven't built up a tolerance. The only thing that sucks about it is that the pills expire before I use them all, and so when I really do need them, getting a new doctor to prescribe them is really hard. They always try to treat me like a junkie trying to score, and while it is understandable, it really pisses me off. My husband is a recovering addict. Started out abusing pain medication after back surgery and moved on to heroin later. And we found this to be true. He's five years clean. Last year, we had a grease fire in our house and he ended up getting second and third degree burns over 50% of his arms. At the ER and the trip to the burn center, he kept trying to not let them give him opiate pain medications for obvious reasons. When he finally let them give him something, it was four times a normal dose because of his tolerance to the pain medication. Even then, it only helped him for about 10 minutes minutes before the pain was back. It's been a long recovery from his burn. He ended up having a skin graft done over the worst part of the burn on his left hand. And the pain management part has been the hardest part for both of us. He's still on pain medication for the aching in the graft site, but he has come so far. I was a tech in the ER when the EMTs brought in an elderly woman with what they said was a sprained ankle. She had slipped while mopping a floor at work and her coworker had called it in. Turned out she had broken both of the bones in the lower part of her leg, but was sweetly chatting with us. I was impressed as soon as I saw the x-rays. EMTs had no idea and had splinted her ankle over where the bones were broken. Typically, broken bones in the legs, unless there's a huge amount of angulation or displacement, do not cause a ton of pain unless moved. We see that often in the old people with hip fractures as well. They're usually sitting there still and having no pain. But the second you try to move it, they're in excruciating pain. Same goes with trying to bear weight. I broke a bone in my foot and didn't go to the doctor until a month after. The sprain wasn't healing. The bone set improperly on its own and it causes me pain. My parents were too cheap to pay for the surgery and I can't afford it now. ER doc here. 50-year-old guy with a massive heart attack just lying there chilling. Ask him his pain level? Deadpan? Just a little. 5-year-old boy with both forearm bones fractured and dislocated. Playing on iPad with the other arm. 60-year-old lady slips, falls, and destroys pelvic bone. Just wants one Tylenol and scooches out of bed wanting to walk home. After much convincing, she begrudgingly accepted that might not be a great idea. There are some pretty tough people out there. Why are heart attacks always described as massive? I never heard of any other severity. Always massive. Doesn't anybody ever get a regular sized heart attack? Fire slash medic here. Farmers seem to be tough. One time, a guy pulled up into the front ramp, got out of his truck, and walked up holding his severed forearm in his other arm. Get him in the truck, take off. Along the way, he states he lived down the road and wanted to get to us quickly. When asked why he didn't call 911, he replied, I just cut my arm, I ain't dying. Also had a Battle of the Bulge vet tell me he didn't need a blanket. It was minus seven with windchill. My grandma grew up on a farm in Alberta and was unbelievably tough. She once broke her finger by slamming it in a car door and splinted it herself with popsicle sticks and duct tape. Later, her appendix burst, but we didn't find out until they took her to the hospital because she passed out at dinner in the retirement home. She said she hadn't wanted to bother anyone by making a fuss. Finally, she was diagnosed with stomach cancer. It spread through her entire digestive system. After she went into hospice, my mom was cleaning out grandma's apartment and found every single prescription bottle of painkillers mom had picked up at the pharmacy for her unopened in a drawer. Knowing mom would eventually find them, my grandma had written a note saying she preferred to keep her mind clear. She was seriously tough. Yep, my old man is a lifelong farmer. A couple years back, he was chasing some escaped calves, and while climbing over a fence, managed to break his ankle, which wouldn't have been so bad if he hadn't kept chasing the calves. Rounding them up, got them into the holding pen, and then asked if I would be kind enough to drive him to the ER. Last year, he also nearly severed the tip of his thumb, was mooring his boat, and it pitched unexpectedly, and the rope got caught. He just super glued it back together. Farmers are tough. For example, a guy near me wrapped around a PTO during the winter a few years ago. He walked away and didn't go to the doctor the next day. He had breaks in both his legs and broken ribs and a massive concussion. My grandpa, who's an 80-ish year old rancher, got bucked off a horse. He stood up and it didn't look good. He limped away and said, get me a dip. My grandma handed him his chew can and drove him to the hospital. He ended up having a broken leg, six broken ribs, a broken arm, and a broken wrist. He's broken each arm and leg multiple times and broken every rib multiple times. Another farmer I knew got his arm ripped off in a baler when he was reaching in to clear it out. This was before cell phones and he was stuck. When night fell and he wasn't home, his dad went out three or four hours later. The first thing he said was, get me a beer and a cigarette. We're going for a drive. Even though he lost a ton of blood, he lived. Farmers, especially old ones, are so used to pain, I guess, they don't perceive it anymore. I know I'm nowhere near as tough as those guys not er but actually a cashier at a fast food place a woman ordered two meals and since she was a little older really old actually i offered to bring her food to the table so she wouldn't have to wait i get there and her husband had wads of paper towels stuck all over his arms with electrical tape and his right hand and part of his face were a mix of blood and second degree burns turned out he was working on his lawnmower and the engine blew up on him they stopped for lunch on the way to the hospital for the burns and the metal they couldn't get out he was acting like it was nothing My grandfather got his finger caught in a lawnmower engine somehow. Went a couple weeks before finally asking my mom if he should get it looked at. Mom said it was green, so of course she said yes. Ended up having to be partially amputated. Whoops. Working as an EMT, I got called to a 64-year-old female slipped in her house, possible sprained ankle. When we got there, the woman is sitting in a chair with her legs stretched out in front of her, but she had long pants and slippers on that covered the entire ankle, so I couldn't really see. When we walked in, she started talking and didn't really seem to be in any pain at all, so I figured this was going to be an easy trip. I kneeled down in front of her to take a closer look, and I wasn't surprised to find that it wasn't just broken, it was messed right up. I mean, the foot was at a 90-degree angle to the outside, and it was, also leaned down so what should have been the side of her foot was facing straight down and the bone that should have been holding the ankle in place was pushing against the skin on the inside of her ankle so hard that it was about to rip through i was bewildered at the fact that at that moment she said it doesn't hurt so i hope it isn't broken she hardly made a peep on the ride to the hospital 35 miles very bumpy come to find out she had multiple sclerosis and that made people feel pain differently That's amazing how she was so unfazed, but I'm very curious now. How does multiple sclerosis make people feel pain differently? Most neurons are coated in something called a myelin sheath. It helps signals move faster. MS strips the neurons of this myelin sheath, causing the signals to move slower. Therefore, any normal body responses would be delayed by a lot. It's especially bad when it happens in the brain as they cannot repair themselves. That's pretty much what MS is. It's pretty much the body attacking itself, and that's why it's so difficult to treat. That reminds me of my, at the time, 95-year-old great-aunt. She fell one night and cracked her head open on her coffee table. She called my house for my dad, asking if he could stop by when he had a chance. We lived right across the street, so my dad ran over to check on her and walked in to see her covered in blood. He called an ambulance, and apparently she was pissed at him and didn't talk to him for a while because he had made such a big deal about it. She apparently had the EMTs cracking up because of how pissed off she was about the blood getting on her new carpet. I was chatting with my physiotherapist one day about pain tolerance, and she said that she once had a, maybe, ex-cocaine addict as a patient whose tolerance was absolute zero. She couldn't even touch him without him perceiving it as painful, let alone stretch or manipulate his body. She said he was a very challenging case. That sounds extremely tough for the doctor especially. Was that because of the guy's addiction? Cocaine won't do that, but opiates like heroin can cause this. It's called hyperalgesia. Radiographer here. As a student, I met a patient who was a typical little old lady. She came in with far too many shopping bags and walked extremely slowly. She'd been sent by her GP because she'd fallen getting out of the bath a few weeks previous. So we brought her in and took the first image, AP pelvis if you were wondering, and her pelvis was absolutely ruined. Turns out she had slipped and fallen with one leg in and one leg out of the bath and had taken the whole fall on her... vagina. Not wanting to cause a fuss, this woman had ignored the pain and carried on her life as normal for weeks, long enough for the fractures to be fairly healed, albeit in a strange way not really resembling a pelvis much more. Old people don't want to inconvenience others. My grandma would have been the exact same. My grandparents came for a visit when I was a kid, two hour drive, and my parents find out that my grandma couldn't walk from the car to the house. It turns out that her legs had become paralyzed from sepsis. She was so angry with my parents for calling an ambulance and making a big deal out of it. When I was studying nursing, I saw a man who had broken his knee in a motorcycle accident three days before. The knee was at least three times its normal size. The doctor asked him about the pain and he told him it wasn't that bad. He was mostly annoyed at his family who had taken him to the emergency room. My husband dropped a dirt bike on his leg when he was a teenager. The exhaust landed on him. He has a circle on his leg the size of a baseball from it where no hair grows. When it happened, he tried to hide it. He ended up not being able to walk and he started to smell from infection before his mom noticed and made him go to the ER. Sometimes people are dumb. He's lucky he didn't lose his foot. I'm an oncology nurse. My patients have some of the highest pain tolerances I've ever seen. They literally have tumors taking over entire cavities in their bodies. Huge masses pressing on places that aren't supposed to be pressed on and literally eroding through their skin and they will ask me for pain meds when I have a second. It amazes me not a doctor but my goddaughter was born very prematurely requiring a major open heart surgery at two weeks old we were told by her docs that since she'd gone through so much surgical trauma the first few weeks of her life as a neonate her pain receptors and nerve endings would not develop normally they gave us the example that if she put her hand on a hot stove as a kid she would have sustained a severe burn before feeling any pain whatsoever she never cried as a kid when she got shots fell down banged into things even when it was enough to draw blood I suspect her medical history was the cause. There's a great documentary out there about kids with a genetic disorder who can't feel pain. It might have been on Discovery or something. The first sign for many are when they chew off their own lips or bite off their own finger. What a crazy disease. I had much the same thing happen when I was a kid. I was born full term but with a birth defect that required multiple surgeries and left me with severe nerve damage. My parents had to watch me pretty much full-time until I was three or so because I'd get injured and wouldn't really know it or just wouldn't care. Five-year-old child with a severed finger, half hanging off, cool as a cucumber and not even upset. Mom was in hysterics. I have a similar story involving a 21-year-old female. Severed her index finger in a door and I was the first responder. I controlled the bleeding until we could get her to the hospital, but she took it like a champ. I didn't hear a single peep out of her mouth. My grandma used to be a nurse. She said whenever a kid came in, they'd be hysterical or calm. The parent was always the opposite, like you described. My dad has an unusually high pain tolerance. He was cleaning a fishing pole in our backyard once, and he didn't notice that the pole had splintered and pulled his hand down on it. The force caused the pole to snap in half and drove itself all the way through his hand. He stood up, walked in the kitchen with pole hanging out of his hand, and calmly asked my mom if he should just pull it out or go to the ER. Since it was a fiberglass one, he opted for the ER, just in case something was broken off inside his hand. The list goes on and on and gets worse. The other was when he fell off a ladder and shattered his leg. The bone came through the skin and he was complaining about going to the ER. My mom used to have a habit of falling off of six foot ladders. She would be painting or something during the day when no one's home. If we came home and find her lying on the couch, we knew that she had fallen and cracked her ribs. She had lung surgery twice before and commented that the rib spreader hurt more than broken ribs. She had the highest pain tolerance of anyone I ever knew. That and she hated sitting still. Sounds almost exactly like my dad. He nailed his hand to a wall during construction with a nail gun. Pulled the hand away from the wall, pulled the nail out, and drove himself to the hospital. Also drove himself to the hospital after collapsing from his first heart attack. Not a very smart guy. ER doctor here. I can't count on two hands the number of patients I've seen that are covered in tattoos and are scared of needles or IVs. I mean, complete phobia. It makes absolutely no sense. If anyone can enlighten me as to how this phenomenon can exist, I'd appreciate it. Edit. Thanks, guys. Seems like it's the appearance, depth, and the associated pain when things don't go correctly that create the aversion. To quote a friend of a friend when asked by an ER doctor who queried why he was freaking out over getting a tetanus shot after having a cut sewn up without anesthetic, that's why it's called an irrational fear of needles. I can only speak from personal experience. With tattoos, the needles are penetrating into the dermis. IVs and shots are going into the vein and muscle respectively. For me, it's the thought that the shots are much deeper. ER doctor here. My intern year in residency, I saw a 17-year-old kid who, while playing hockey, tried to stop a puck with a gloved hand. It struck his fingertip, injuring the base of his nail, causing a significant deformity. His nail bed needed repair, which requires first removing the nail. That's done by bluntly dissecting or separating the nail from the tissue below it. If your stomach didn't turn reading that and imagining it, congratulations, you have no soul. Typically, we use a numbing agent to eliminate sensation to the entire finger using something called a digital block. I put it in. After 10 minutes, he still felt me touching his fingertip. I tried putting some around the nail. He still felt everything. His mother said his father actually had a similar thing. Lidocaine didn't work on him. I offered him a different numbing medicine. We can inject Benadryl in that case, or even knocking him out. He looked at me in the eyes and said, Doc, just take it off. Without anything? Yeah, it's fine. They fix our cuts without numbing medicine, but it's going to hurt a lot. I have to scrape. I know. So I went at it. He grabbed a towel with his other hand and I went to work. 45 minutes later, the nail was off. He was repaired and I replaced the nail in its rightful place. The kid didn't even make a noise. Hockey players are tough. I have the same issue. The lidocaine family of anesthetics does nothing to numb pain for me. Neither do any of the others I've had used on me. This makes procedures like that nail thing a bit pesky. Dentistry also falls into the same category. The worst thing I went through was my vasectomy. The doctor did his usual injection of anesthetic, and I did my usual, yep, it's numb response, since they won't do anything without jabbing you with needles. Nothing was numb, but we went through with it anyway, just like every other time I had to have something done. It was worse than getting stitched up, but not as bad as a root canal. I've had a dislocated shoulder reduced, a separated shoulder reduced, broken ribs realigned, several lacerations stitched up, a thumbnail repair, and other stuff done without being numbed up. I usually do the towel trick like the kid.